0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand, wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
2: Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I love the things you said to her. That yeah. was a great interview.
1: So She and I didn't used to get along at all. Yeah. But I, didn't think she, I don't think she remembers that.
2: Oh, yeah, well, we'll take it. Isn't there something beautiful about when you come <laughs> on and they're like lovely and you go, oh good, they don't remember that we've yeah. fought in the
1: past. Well, I've always hated Judd Zolgad. But you know when we appear on the show together, he's
2: got a terrible memory as well. He comes on here always <laughs> he in a does, good mood, man. always smiling.
3: Yes, indeed. I embrace the hate. Oh, See nice. that—that's the—that's di- the difference. I embrace it. I embraced and turn <laughs> turn it into a positive.
2: We love that.
1: I loved your uh, your text message last night. I don't know where the hell this came from, but my God, it's
3: looking good. So they don't make so the twins don't make a trade a week ago at the deadline, right? And we're all like, okay, that's it. and I didn't mind that, but I certainly didn't think it would inspire the troops. And I don't think they've lost since then. They've won Bryce. a season high five in a row yep. and are now five and a half up on Cleveland, which clearly is out. They just don't care. So they don't. Yeah, it's remarkable. Sports, man, sports. But
1: I sat and watched, the, that's two games in a row I sat down and watched all of. I haven't oh. done that since they went in the tank a few months ago.
3: Oh, you're getting fully roped back in, aren't you? I See do it? every year. Yeah, I know. And I can't decide if it's, you know, I, I just, I'm so hesitant because we felt so foolish before. I'm so hesitant to be like, yeah, you know, now it's all, it's all good. It's all turned around. But um, yeah, the last week, you know, and yes, Detroit stinks, but still, I mean, they've, you know, They were swept by Kansas City, which is worse than Detroit, so... Yes. I don't know what to make of it, Tom.
1: I still don't understand how the hell you can get swept by Kansas City. They're
3: terrible. I know. That's what Uh, I'm saying. I don't know what to make of it. I don't either. I think it's just... I just... I watch this now, and it's like, what... And, and they're scoring runs now. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what the hell? What the hell is going on here? Everything's a home run. Everything's a three-run homer now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's
1: like, okay, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the fact they're doing it. But maybe, do you wonder if once in a while that maybe these people involved, like you know, Rocco and all these other people involved in it, maybe they do a little, know a little more about baseball than we do.
3: Well, I think hanging on to Kepler has worked out, but I don't know if it's they know more or or they liked him, and it's good fortune. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, and and, and yeah, I, you know with a hundred sixty-two game season, I do think that the pendulum swings back and forth at yeah. times. Yes, um, I do think that's fair to say, but I just I, <clears throat> boy, I, again, this is you know what, Tom, to me, this is so Minnesota sports, right? because we get sucked back in and then my question is okay is something good going to happen here or are we just being set up to look like fools again and i can never decide (laughs) (laughs) i can never decide what the answer is because a lot of times it's been door b
1: (laughs) no it has there's no question about that it's just i don't know it's really fun to watch now and i know they're gonna they'll probably tank it a bit again it's I mean, it's, it reminds me, of, it does remind me a little bit of that 87 season. It really does. They were not very good on the road in that year, but they were phenomenal at home.
3: Yeah, I as I told you, I, I sort of agree with that. But the one thing about that team was I liked that team more. Yeah. Like, that, like you know, that team had guys who were developing, you know, like the Herbex, um, and Gaetti and Laudner and yep. Puckett and yep. all, all had come up aside from Puckett, you know, in really the same time period, and so that was like sort of the culmination with that team of of the development. This team, I just can't decide what the hell they're all about. That that's my problem.
1: Yeah, I know. I I, I agree with you. It's and I still think in the long term they're going to have to move the mound back because there are certain benefits that a pitcher has now not necessarily a twins pitcher i guess but yeah just being that close to home plate man they can throw some heat now it's unbelievable
3: did you see um i, I think you, you said that you did watch this full game so you did mm-hmm. but dallas keichel slinging that old school slop yes. up there 88 miles it was like when frank tanana came back from the arm injury back in the day and yes. you know he had been a. He, he had thrown heat at one time, but he came back, and he's just, you know, 85 here, 86 there. Uh, I was watching Keiko and I was like, this is... If he can get by with this stuff in 2023, it's really impressive. I would agree with you 100%
1: on that one. It was a hell of a game to watch. Last night's game was a hell of a game to watch, and uh, they got a couple more. We got, what, well, they we got three more. Uh, do yeah, that? against Detroit. Against three Detroit. More,
3: three more against Detroit, and then... Um, and then they go play the Phillies which will be a tougher test in Philadelphia uh for 3 because th- this is a 7 game trip in full but yeah 4 games against Detroit is a godsend right now yes. because i think Detroit is i think Detroit now has uh how can i put this kindly lost interest in playing baseball yeah i agree <laughs>
2: Is that your kind way of saying it? That's, uh,
3: well, I just always think it's funny when teams and sports, you know, when it's just clear that the end is approaching, yeah. the end is getting near, and they're like, we pretty much suck. And they're like, you know, do we really want to give it our all? Yeah. Like, Do we want to be the little engine that could? Or it, or do we want to get to a point where we, we can basically just start to set our tee times? And I think the Tigers might be getting towards tee times in Arizona.
2: That's funny.
3: You
1: know, I got to be honest with you. Back in the day, when I was a I was a younger man, and maybe had a, a beer or two during uh, sporting events. Days like Thursday were my favorites because you got the daytime baseball game and the nighttime football game on the same day.
3: Woo! Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, that's a lot. Well, day. you know what though. Then that that means that you that you enjoyed some beers, but but kept your wits about you to watch both games. Well, that's true. Which, yeah, you didn't get is, hammered. That's impressive. Yes, Bert.
2: Judd, on top of it, you have to keep in mind, got up at four a.m. and did a morning
1: show.
3: Oh yeah. Boy, well, you once told big. you once told us that you was it twenty five in a day. Beers.
1: Uh, it was forty seven. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Judd. It was forty seven acres. Really
3: sold you short. I'd like to apologize.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: in his defense, he got to start at ten thirty after leaving the station. <laughs> yeah. There so you he go. has a longer runway than most.
1: It was at the uh, Runyon's, downtown Minneapolis, a matter of fact. Great bar. And he, uh, the, the server came over and said, because I was going to drive, because everybody was, was hammered, and I wasn't. I'd had 47 <laughs> beers, and I was nowhere near as drunk as my friends. So I said, well, I, I suppose I better drive home. And the server showed me the list, because uh, I wouldn't have believed them. Yeah. He said, here they are. Check out the list, pal. 47 oh Anchor Steams.
3: Oh, my God. That's not that's not bud light either then no or miller light <laughs> no. anchor steam serious i mean that's a good beer oh my i got
1: to be oh. honest with you i don't know if i ever truly got drunk drinking beer it just didn't have enough alcohol in it to get all that hammered
3: were you tempted to ask the server for a copy of the, the list and then frame it He actually
1: was gonna give it to me. I said, "No, no, no. I'm gonna. I'm headed home to the missus.
2: Yeah, can we go ahead and burn that right now? It's probably okay. But how about this? In your pocket? Yeah. Like, did you straight up pee yourself? Like, how? Like at night, you go to bed with that much pure liquid? I mean,
1: I might have had to get up seven or eight (laughs) times during the (laughs) night. That's true. Yes.
2: Like that's impressive. Possibility.
1: God, it was fun, though. I, and I could remember every minute of that night so I know I didn't get too hammered because I remember it all.
2: Yeah, but we're going to have to get some separate accounts as well to see if it matches up, sir.
1: What do you mean matches up? That I was in a I, good mood?
2: No, well, just, oh, we need another person's uh, run of the events. No,
1: they were drunk.
2: Oh, yeah, well, I would actually like to hear theirs
1: anyways. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. But, yeah, Runyon's loved that place. Fun. No question about it. So, uh, but Tuesday, you you thinking about that? You got a, a daytime baseball game, a nighttime football game. It might be time to have a cocktail, man.
3: Yeah, I got to be careful there though, because you know the the football game starts at nine, right? So the football game's on the very back end of the oh. day. I'd much prefer it kicked off at seven o'clock our time, right? Because then you got the baseball in like like that. That's a gap there. You you got to be yeah, Again, you got to approach the drinking carefully or you're going to pass out in like the first quarter of the Vikings game, which will de- defeat the entire purpose.
2: Chad, you don't. But yes. You don't like to me, I don't perceive you as somebody who likes to get drunk, like lose control all that much.
3: Oh, I don't, but I mean uh, Unlike Tom, if I have beers, you know, and, and I'm at a point now where I drink basically at home when I watch games, so it's not a problem with driving. But, um, you know, after a few, after X amount of beers, and I'll tell you this, it's a lot less than 47, <laughs> it starts to hit me. And I'm yeah. like, boy, I feel, you know, I, I'm not concentrating on this game or really watching it as well as I thought I would be. So that yeah. that's my thing.
1: Oh, by the way, I should mention to people, I did not drive home, by the no. way. Even though I thought I was okay, I didn't drive home.
2: Yeah, it's, well, mm-hmm. it's hard to, yeah, when you're your hit with facts like that, you yeah. just get in your car and go, you know what, I'm good.
3: Let me jack it up. Here we go. All, all, although, although Tom, I'm sure you, you can tell some stories from especially the 70s of seeing some folks who did drive home probably down the four. 94 strip when they shouldn't have oh, back you got in that the day. Right.
2: Even when I was young, I mean, that was, everybody drove drunk. And I know that's, yeah. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, whatever, but it was just a fact. There Nobody nobody was called because we'd have to formally call cabs. And nobody did that. And everybody, you know, it was terrible. Ugh, I would say that, if we talk about a lot of negative things that happen with technology, one positive is Ubers and Lyfts. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, no question about it. You, you don't ever want to drive drunk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I was never arrested for drunk driving or that stuff. I, I I didn't like to drive after I had been drinking.
4: That's anyway, good. Yeah. Really that's carefully. great. And
2: that's unique because I don't think, yeah, you probably were the minority in that situation.
3: That's very smart, yes.
1: Well, absolutely. I got to tell you, though, Fremont Avenue North, just a little bit north of 26th Avenue, though, um, it was a one-way, still is a one-way, I think, but I'm not sure. But uh, we lived right there in a duplex in the upper floor, and I heard this huge noise, and I mean, it was loud. I look out, and a tree, uh, a car had hit a tree doing about 70 miles an hour. It's a 35-mile-an-hour zone, or 30-mile-an-hour. Uh. Hit a tree doing 70, and three of my friends were killed, and it was because of drunk driving, and I'll never forget
2: that. Oh, that oh. stays with you.
1: Killed all three of them. Isn't oh.
2: Eek.
5: It's terrible.
2: It was just uh, in... Uh, South Minneapolis over on 50th and Lindale, a drunk driver in a truck hit a car oh, and yeah. killed a, a person. So, yeah, it's just, I just feel like, yeah. I think no
1: drinking and driving.
2: Yeah, let's not.
1: You horn tootin'.
2: Or in my case, just no drinking, period. Oh, mine
1: too, you know, it, it all works out. <laughs> We're in on time
2: end. out for or a while. driving. Our driving. <laughs> I'd love not to drive.
1: I will tell you one thing, though, and obviously this is never going to happen because I wouldn't allow it to happen. But if I ever lost my wife in some way, I'm going right back to it.
2: <laughs> you know what's so if funny? No,
1: Catherine, I'm right back at it. I'm right back in the bar? Yes.
2: I think it's really morbid, and people who are not non drinkers get a little bit uncomfortable. I have a game plan where where I'm gonna drink. See? But it used to be when my black lab Izzy died and she died, I'm fine. But I've now decided like if this person dies and this person dies, of course I'm gonna start drinking again. But <laughs> go. I got past the Izzy hump, so I think it's just now me just verbalizing a yes, fake. It like is. it's I'm the sure. idea that like oh maybe I'll you know also backpack in Europe. Like none of that's gonna happen. It's fine.
1: I'm gonna drink and backpack in Europe. I like like that. That's a good combo. You know what I mean? Like,
2: there's a part of you that doesn't want to close doors. I don't want to. You don't want to do that. In my mind, I'm still gonna be a police officer at some point. I'm still gonna be, you know, uh, um, you know, run the fastest mile I've ever ran. Like, I don't. I'm not ready to shut doors on things that even I know logically are never gonna happen. I'm never gonna backpack in Europe. That's never gonna happen. Well, it
1: might not happen. But I would tell you something. Hmm. That back in my twenties, I didn't drink for like eight years. I just didn't drink from like twenty-one to twenty-nine.
2: Is that because the con- you just wanted control, yeah. or yeah. yeah?
1: And I was doing really exercising a lot, doing a lot of weightlifting and all that stuff. So I didn't drink at all for nine years, and it, this time around, it's been what like twelve or thirteen years, something like that. You're on twelve. I'm on 12. Yeah,
2: which is pretty dang impressive. Yeah,
1: but it doesn't bother me in the least. Yeah. I don't have, I I really don't ever go, oh, God, I wish I could drink. I was like, like, who cares? You
2: had a big wine collection.
1: Oh, I still do.
2: So does a part of you want to be like, oh, I could drink a little bit of like. No. Not at all. Once I go after it, I'm
3: going after it. Um, (laughs) See? That's very important, though, that did to know that exactly that's that's the that's probably the most important thing right right yeah it is indeed no as long as you
1: brought up the wine part because yeah. i still do have a wine cellar because you know people they have them over and they have great wine uh, i had a couple of bottles of uh, of a wine called latash it was a double they were both double magnums right Tache was a great french wine really really good okay and one night, many, many years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I broke them out and said, why don't we, we have so many people over, why don't we have this? It'll be a great treat for everyone. Yeah. So we drank both double magnums. This is t- probably 20 years ago. I just saw a story on double magnums of that year of Latash sold two double magnums, which is what I had, for $160,000. That bothered me, because I didn't pay anywhere near $160,000 for it, I'll tell you that.
4: I worked at a liquor store in Uptown for a little while, and it was kind of on the other side of Lake Calhoun, so there's always like, you know, people of affluence would come in and buy wine, and we had this certain... Some dude would always come in like twice a week and he'd pick up like two bottles of wine and they each cost like $2,300. And oh, I'm like, yeah. how? Oh, yeah. What do you do for? I, I haven't don't get me wrong, I drink a lot, but I don't even put $2,300 <laughs> into a year. Yeah. For, but I two know. bottles, and he would pound through them, no problem. I'm like, good on you. If you can afford it and can do it, good on you, my good man. for but you. Some of that stuff, it's a wise investment. Absolutely. I, d-
2: I have that part of my brain that's very Minnesotan. I would not be able to enjoy that expensive of wine no matter how wealthy I was a part of me would go I could buy this this and this with it I could have in my 20s pay my rent like three times over like I will never (laughs) be able to let that I I I can't I still am my mom's daughter where I go well, the money we could spend with that that's crazy
3: where are we getting wine money (laughs) so so he here's my question how good is that wine
2: yeah what is, oh it was, like, Tom,
3: like it was phenomenal and so
2: when you say that okay. doesn't a part of you like like phenomenal like does it is it better than any wine you've ever had no
1: because uh, actually 100 acre which is a California wine makes a couple of different wines one of them would be fortunate Sun, and it's phenomenal wine I mean it's really really good and it's not eighty thousand dollars a double magnum but it is. These days, now back in the days when I bought it, it wasn't anywhere near that expensive. And then I stopped drinking, so it's been sitting there for a while, getting better actually as you go along. But that wine now is about $1,500 a bottle.
2: Okay, so we're still out of the range of expensive stuff. I didn't
1: pay anywhere near that much for it, but that's how much it is now.
2: Yeah, you know of it better than I do. So there there is a huge difference, but are there a lot of times too where you've Perceive something being very expensive, and you've opened it, and you go, "This could be the same as any other, any other wine."
1: One? Oh, that has happened before. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's got to be frustrating. We
1: have to take a uh, break. You're still going to be with us for a while, are you not, sir?
3: Till uh, 38, yes, so, sir.
1: So, okay, we've already talked about drinking a lot of beers. 47. Talk about yep, drinking very point. expensive wine. So next, we'll let's talk about heroin when yes. we come back. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never <laughs> Love done <it>. heroin. Never <laughs> done heroin in my life. I'm lying. Yet. There's no question about that. And so should we do that?
2: Yeah, obviously. We'll go heroin route next. I love that.
1: <laughs> I never even wanted to do heroin. Did you ever want to even think about doing heroin?
2: No, and heroin is not something I think you casually do. So it's like if we have a right. three-day weekend, let's not just kind of tap into it. Um, <laughs> I don't think we should uh, <laughs> go down no. that route. Okay.
1: All right, we've got to take a break. Be right back more with Judd Zolgad. Right, Score North, you know, doing a great job. Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as they hit a major milestone. 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of their locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or St. Cloud as they roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prices, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. I'll say that again, unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, they'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates near you this Saturday. The 12th, join Hubbard and Ramsey at Power Lodge from noon to 2 with Tom Bernard. You can uh, win Tom Bernard and score North Swag. Plus, someone who registers to win on Saturday will score a pair of Gopher Cornhusker home opener football tickets, lower-level seats on the 50-yard line, as a matter of fact. Follow Power Lodge on social media as they unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You will not want to miss this. Mark your calendar for this Saturday and get on the action during the 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where throttle therapy begins. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase go fly a kite to an extreme and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River, from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales.
0: consultation, the number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit Bialkilaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com.
4: this is the tom bernard morning show podcast we are back
1: ladies and gentlemen judd zolgad with us score north got some big days coming up the kickoff of the uh vikings season the preseason is thursday night you got your twins wrapping up a series on thursday afternoon so that game thursday night doesn't start till nine o'clock central huh
3: yeah, because they're playing the Seahawks in Seattle, and so it starts at nine. And I also got bad news because the preseason now, it's down to three games, which is fine. It was four for a long time, but um, last year, you know, O'Connell's first year, and I think it's going to continue, the majority of veterans won't play in any games because you used to sort of see what the starting quarterback in the third preseason game for like yeah. a half maybe yep, in the starting yep. offensive line. I am guessing with the way things are structured now that we will not see Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, go down the list of veteran guys in any of the three preseason games. Not at all. Really? I Didn't see them last sense. year. And, yeah, they, they don't like to take the risk of, of basically in an uncontrolled game against players, you know, it's rookies and stuff, uh, of Veterans getting hurt, and the other thing now too that's become all the rage is they have these joint practices. Mm-hmm. So, like the the Cardinals and Titans are coming here to play the Vikings in a preseason in preseason games, but more importantly, they're going to have before those games, both teams are going to come here early, and they're going to have two days of joint practices, which amount to preseason games that are completely controlled. If that makes sense, sure. And and so they they can get in work that they want the veterans to get in in a slightly more controlled environment, because there is nothing worse, I will say this, than somebody of significance being hurt in a meaningless game and then being out for, you know, eight weeks or something like that. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect to see Cousins, Jefferson, that whole crew in any of the three games that start on Thursday. But you'll still see their young guys. I mean, they're they're still guys who are going to try to win jobs, but they really shifted that. It's a long way. I, I saw a note uh, today, Tom, uh, when the Vikings reported to training camp in their inaugural season in Bemidji. I believe the date God I saw God. was they they reported <laughs> July 10th and it ended August
0: 31st. Oh my God. In really? Bemidji.
3: And
1: that's uh, that was back when the old man was running the joint, huh?
3: That was 61. So that was uh, that team was coached by Norm Van Brock. Norm Van Brocklin.
1: And he had who, just left who? as a player himself, right? He had been a player just a short time before. Yes, wasn't
3: he? in fact, I think he might have been. If you look this up, I think he might have been the 1960 NFL MVP as a quarterback for the Eagles. That's
1: what I thought. And then one year later, you know, he's taken uh, taken over the Vikings.
3: Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk mm-hmm. about a guy who I who according to um, stories had a drinking issue, Norm Van Brocklin would qualify. <laughs> Did he really? I didn't know that. Ornery Cuss, I guess. He was a he was a cantankerous <laughs> dude.
1: A cantankerous drinker.
3: Whoever I heard know of you're, it? I know you're shocked.
1: Yes, I am absolutely shocked. There's no get there's no other way to describe it. I'm I'm beside myself. No, it's it's great though. You got that 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 baseball season blending in with the football season was always my one of my favorite August, September, mm-hmm. always my one of my favorite parts of the year.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then baseball playoffs are fun. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. As you know, if if the Twins are in it, it's more fun, obviously. But as we get towards that, that's fun. Um, And the thing about football, too, is it's so, if this makes sense, perfectly structured. So like when training camp starts, it's like I'm set for football. But training camp is in itself pretty boring, right? Mm -hmm. So then Thursday you start games and it's like, okay, I'm set to see a game. But once you get through three exhibition games, it's like I'm sick of these games, and then that's just the time for the season to start, which is exciting and fun. So, it's this perfect structure of, or, or I should say, it's a perfect buildup. Yeah. To the start of the actual mm-hmm. season for the Vikings. Who
1: do we start the regular season with this year? Tampa Bay, which oh, is, is going to Bay. be
3: okay. awful. <laughs> awful they're going to be ter- they're going to be terrible. Tampa is going to be terrible. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with you. I thought I thought you yep. were saying the, the Vikings had no shot, oh. but they yeah, they Tampa Bay's
3: over. Yes. Yeah, I think they're going to be spending the entire year taking the blueprint from what the Bears did a year ago, which is trying to be as bad as possible to get a high draft pick. <laughs> that does happen, doesn't it? Oh god, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so fu- funny because you'll get in debates, people will say well, you know, this tanking thing, that's a bunch of BS. Teams don't tank. And I've always said, you know, you're probably right. Teams don't tank, but teams can suck. And more importantly, front offices tank. Mm. Before yeah, before last season, the Bears had a couple of halfway decent players that they just sort of decided we're going to trade them. I wonder why they traded them. Because they thought these guys might help <clears throat> us win games.
1: Yeah, that, that dra- those draft pay- Well, particularly if there's somebody in that draft you really want to go after. Then yes. that changes everything.
3: Yep. And this upcoming draft in April of uh, 24, the USC quarterback, a kid by the name of Caleb Williams, Oh yeah, is supposedly a real, real stud. So there's going to be <clears> – <throat> I'd say there's going to be at least a couple of teams, if not three, that won't be sad if they win about two or three games. All season. <laughs> That's <laughs> Just so to
2: crazy that, to it? think about, like, all those fans, all those people going and supporting them, and they – just know that they're not going to do well. Like, that's got to be depressing.
3: It's one year of pain for a potential long, long term payoff, though.
1: Yeah,
3: makes sense. So, <laughs> fans are willing to, I think fans tolerate it if you have, if your end game is we're going to get a quarterback who's going to be our quarterback for 10 years and can take us to a Super Bowl potentially. It, it's like uh, the Bengals, right? The Bengals were awful. And they were awful enough to get Joe Burrow, and yeah. Joe Burrow is a hell of a player, and he's had him to the playoffs, to a Super Bowl, and so Bengals fans would say, you know what, that season where we sort of purposely sucked, that was a pretty good idea.
1: Do you have anybody in mind? You who do you think is going to win the world, the uh, the Super Bowl this year?
3: I think it's probably well. Just off the top of my head, I think it's going to come from the AFC again. That mm-hmm. The quarterbacks in that conference are just so superior to the majority of quarterbacks in this conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs are always in the mix because Mahomes, you know, as we saw in that Netflix special, but I mean, <laughs> we true. we knew before he's so he is <laughs> so special. Guys like that don't come around, you know. I he he's a as the cliche is, a generational talent. So I would start with the Chiefs, but repeating is difficult. Um so if it's not gonna be the Chiefs, who else would I pick? The AFC's got a lot of just really good teams. Um if Buffalo. Burrow comes if Buffalo though, it's sort of like they're they're they've sort of gone Vikings in this fact that their shelf life, like they, they were good, 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 and they didn't capitalize. Um if Joe Burrow is healthy, I think the Bengals are always a, a threat. That's the thing about it is how good is your quarterback? And if your quarterback stays healthy. Uh, Buffalo has a quarterback in Josh Allen, who I like a lot, yeah. but the whole, di- that whole he, dynamic he, with Stefan Diggs is weird where he's been pissed off about things. He did. He pulled the same stunt here. Yes. He, he's never happy. No, I can't figure that one out, but that's wide receivers, man. That goes back years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. They are the most mercurial human beings. I, and I don't know if it's cause they don't control their, their own fate in the fact that they can't th- throw themselves the ball. That's why it surprises me and it's it's a good surprise but Justin Jefferson so far to date seems like such a good kid like such a good guy.
1: That's I'm glad to hear that cuz I hadn't heard that
3: yet. Doesn't he doesn't bitch, he doesn't complain. He's super cocky but that's absolutely fine. Yeah, you kind of have to be in that business, don't you? Oh god, yeah. Oh, give me give me cocky. Yeah. You you can border on being n- not a bad person. But border on sort of being a sports jerk, like if your confidence is so high. But if you can if you can back it up, like Jefferson, that's a thing to me. Jefferson backs up everything he says. Mm-hmm. I don't like guys that are arrogant, and then can't pay that off. That frustrates you. But Jefferson is a. I, I think it's very fair to say he is a flat out superstar.
1: I have never asked anybody this question, but how many years you've been covering the NFL now?
3: Um, my first year covering it on a full time basis at the Star Tribune back in the day was 2003. So.
1: Okay, so 20 years. Yeah, it's a long time. Who was the most arrogant player you ever had to cover? Give it. <laughs> oh no, no! Give I, I'll give, I'll
3: give that, I'll give that up in a heartbeat. Yes, Judd. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to sort through. You know. Who was who was arrogant in an unjustifiable way? Too, right, 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 exactly. right, right, right. Because that's that's the thing in in football. Um, and and I will say it was probably a receiver. You know who comes to mind mm. as, as a guy who came here? Because Diggs, Diggs was weird, but I will say this: he was really good. Yeah. Um, the guy that signed here and you, you know, was just cocky and arrogant. Do you guys remember when the Vikings signed Greg Jennings from the Packers? No. Okay, so Greg Jennings had been a product of Favre and then Rodgers. And he left and he signed here. And he came here. And I'm not kidding you. The first, um, I don't know, the first few months, the springtime workouts and training camp, he would refer to Rodgers as number 12. (laughs) <laughs> as if you know well he was just a number like like he's like i'm going to come here and be just as good that's and it's hilarious. like are you as as the meme says are you sure about, that? Are you sure, <laughs> about and, that are you sure about that and sure enough he was fine like he wasn't bad but he certainly wasn't dominant and um that, that stuck with me because it's like that's where you've got to be very c- careful but i also keep in mind and th- this is an it is an arrogance but it's how how much we don't know players I also in Green Bay and then here subsequently spent about four years covering Darren Sharper oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I told you that and I mean he was he sold himself I mean he was a nicest guy to us and turned out so that's the thing is there is no question in the limited time that we're around guys especially in the locker room man you don't know people
4: yeah. That's oh, awful. Yeah, I met him a couple of times. Real quick, John, I know you got to go in just a second. Have you watched the Johnny Menzel documentary on Netflix yet?
3: I have not, but I, I want to because it sounds like it's really enlightening. Yeah.
4: Tom, do you know any of that story about Johnny Menzel?
1: Well, just the beginning. I don't know where he Where is he now? <laughs> I they guess we'll have know. to watch
4: because I don't know. The CFL gave him like a cup of coffee and right. then they booted him out because they couldn't even handle him. So I don't know. Very interesting, though. It's up now. I'm really looking forward to watching it.
3: Yeah, I guess, I guess what uh, the, the big story that came from it is he said he contemplated suicide at one point oh, when yeah. things were God. bad. I know. I know. It's I remember incredible. the first
1: day I did radio and I woke up the next morning and wanted to kill myself. I'm like, oh, Christ, you're in radio.
2: And everyone <laughs> around you wanted to also kill everyone around you.
1: Why did you want to kill everyone around me? No, My I'm friends saying didn't.
2: you also wanted to kill... You not only want to kill no, yourself... No, no, that's
1: not what you said. You're, you're a disaster.
2: I'm saying that you also had a murderous rage for other people.
1: Oh, that's what you were saying? Yeah. Okay, now it's clear. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a good Get thing you never had the taste right. of blood.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, everybody. I'll you talk got, to you tomorrow. All right, sir. What's looking about? forward Bye, to Dad. it. Thanks all right. Bye. Thanks a lot.
1: Judd gad, ladies and gentlemen. Score North popping on the show i would love working with him
2: i love working with him and do you think it's insider trading if i ask them i have my uh eventually my um i'm in a league my fantasy league in my with my army friends is it insider trading if i ask them for tips
1: oh you mean on the nfl <laughs> yeah like no, for my
2: fantasy draft it. yeah,
4: yeah. They, they have shows specifically on score north that oh, they, just yeah. yeah that talk right. about fantasy football so yeah mm-hmm. i
2: feel like it's cheating to be like when should I pull my quarterback? That's always what I want to ask is which if I want if I know what draft number I am, when mm-hmm. I should pull a quarterback in cuz I always wait way too long.
1: So do you have a big draft and all that in your deal?
2: We we don't do it in person anymore cuz <coughs> we're all over oh, the don't. country. Okay. Yeah, we've got guys in Philadelphia and all over um but uh so we just do it online. Just it's so fun. It's my one of my favorite things. Because you just shit talk all day long on your group chat.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you
1: start in the preseason or is it just the regular season?
2: Uh, regular season. It I mean, we, we draft in the preseason and then it's regular season. Mm-hmm.
1: I tried doing that once. Wally Walker and I teamed up on it. It was baseball, not football. Oh,
2: I, baseball league. Those ones are complicated. Mm,
1: I lasted one week.
2: Yeah, the baseball ones are elaborate cuz the they things get you get into it too. They, I mean, it's like Ooh. the the most smallest uh details of statistics. Mm-hmm. The football ones are easy. Even I can do it and even I get the concepts of like how you score points and how what you push for and you know, um that that's super easy. The only thing is you have to watch out for bye weeks and and kind of get ahead of that, but oh, it, yeah. it's like a 2 second thing. So you could totally do a fantasy league. It, it's pretty fun. I
1: tried, Wally. I just handed all the keys to Wally. I said it's your team now, pal. <laughs> Tom I'm go. and
2: Wally teaming
1: up. <laughs> I loved Wally. I miss Wally.
2: He's lovely. How's he
1: doing? Anybody ever talk to him? I
2: don't know. I'll reach out. I'll ask Lisa. She always knows all the stuff. Lisa does. Lisa Miller. Yeah, she loves you, lovely woman. I love her. Yeah,
1: she was a great person to work with.
2: She's so sweet in a world where not everybody's very sweet. She's
1: what? Very sweet. What? People in radio who aren't sweet? Who ever heard of it?
2: It's just funny when you realize the difference between. People are always, buildings of people that are always after each other's jobs, and you realize, oh, wait, God. nobody here is nice. I Everyone yeah. hates me because I got a job or didn't get a job or somewhere in between.
1: You know the one thing I really hated about my last years over at the queue. What? Management pitted all the stations against one another, and they did it on purpose. Yeah. Like, I... I never got to know any of them. I mean, I knew who they were, but I never got to know any of them, really, because I worked at a different station. It's like, what?
2: I know, which is so (laughs) wild, because you probably have the most in common ever is with those people. Like, that's how me and Allie became friends, is we had so much in common. It's, yeah.
4: it's the only reason why Allie and I are friends yeah. is because I was the only one who wasn't a dick to her when she started working there. Oh, really? Yeah, all, yeah. Why were they dicks? Because uh, she was a, a female and a just showing up and I think there was a couple of guys that wanted, been, that, job. wanted that job and then they didn't oh, get yeah. that job and that was the same thing when I got there because I got that job and then, in fact, actually I just had somebody reach out to me who I used to work with probably about three months ago reached out and apologized for the way that they treated me when I worked there with them and I'm like, dude, you were... Three years younger than me, so you were twenty-three. I was twenty-six. Yeah, our brains aren't formed. We're, we're listening babies. to what you know. When a program director is like, "We're gonna make you the guy," and then you don't get to be the guy, you take it personally, and it's awful. It was like, "It's not your fault, man. I don't blame you. Absolutely not."
2: I reached out to somebody who I didn't think I treated amazing. Because I'm normally a is very welcoming... No, are you, I've treated amazing, you're oh, welcome. God. You get no apologies <laughs> from me. Ugh. If anything, you All get a, you're welcome, eventually.
1: Horrendous.
2: <laughs> the other day, the funniest interaction I had with you, Tom, that stuck with me, so hardcore, is I did something for you that was very simple, and you go, well... Why haven't you done this for the last six months? And I go, Do you mean thank you? Yeah. 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 That's actually
1: what I mean. (laughs) No, I do not mean thank you. I meant get off your ass. Let's go.
2: (laughs) That was just so funny. Let's go. Just avoiding that whole argument and being like, I think what you mean to say is thank you. And you're like, Yeah, you will. And then we both laughed and it was done, but it was so funny.
1: So, what job was that 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 you got and he didn't? Which job?
4: Uh, oh, it was the uh, the night job at ninety well, three X. was night the night yeah. job because I moved up from nights and then it, because they were looking for this. It was his name was TJ. TJ, great guy. I love him. Yeah, I, he's so fact, TJ, super nice guy. Now he's a, a MMA commentator out in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, and he was he apologized and was like, I think I treated you unfairly because I didn't know you and I was angry that I didn't get that job. And I'm like, it's not your fault because management does this crap all the time. In fact, yeah. the city's ninety seven morning job I was up for and then. I, I, all of a sudden, I wake up one day and I read it in the paper. They put out a press release. Look at our brand new morning show. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. And then I had to call management and go, I thought we were working on a contract. And they're like, well, we decided to go a different way. <laughs> Isn't it? Couldn't call me? You had to, I had to find out no, from the no, newspaper. No, no, that's how they, they were. Never
2: yeah. call, and I always thought yep. it was just because I'm not important enough. But I find out that it happens no. to everybody. Yeah. But I always thought <clears throat> that's why. I mean, I have so many people who I was like, I thought I was in the running for something, and then you find out that way, and you go, like, oh, do they hate me? No, yeah. no, they just do it to everybody. Once you find out that, like, even you guys, that happens too, I go, oh, okay. Yeah. That's not so bad. It happens
1: to everybody, because most people in radio management have no idea what the hell they're doing. Well, don't they, have they know? have no clue.
2: And don't they know, too? It's like, why wouldn't you want to circle back? You never know who's going to be working where. Exactly. And everyone remembers that feeling. Like, always circle back. Always say, hey, before this comes out, whatever. Like, because... Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, not me, but people could be running a radio station you want to apply for at some point.
1: Well, look, I mean, uh, my best example of what I'm talking about it is, uh, one of them went from being a diner waitress to the general manager of the highest rated morning show in America. Yes. Yeah, How the hell did that even happen?
2: But that's another proof of just be nice to everybody.
1: No, it means treat everybody like shit. Oh yeah, they're that such too. stupid choices. That was the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. I will never forget it. Yeah. It's like, you were getting tips last week. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah. But yeah. I I don't know what that's all about.
4: A friend of mine just became a program director at a radio station when he called and told me. I was like... In my, I was like, congratulations, but in my head, I'm like, you are going to suck at this job. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you have you no go. idea what you're doing. I love you to death, they but don't. boy, do you suck. You have I, no idea.
2: I've had people constantly say that about me when I tell them things I'm doing. They're like, you are going to do terrible. And I go, yep, probably. Not like, I'll fall. I'll fail. It's fine. But like, that's such a funny thing to mm-hmm. think about when you love somebody and you hear they're taking on something and you go, I know you well enough to know you are not suited yeah,
1: for that. Well, I didn't have to worry about saying I loved anybody at that joint.
2: No, but like, Jesus. Have you ever heard somebody like you love and know well, they're taking on something and you know it's a bad idea but you just can't tell them?
1: I suppose I, I can't nothing comes to mind but probably.
2: I would imagine it happens a lot. You guys have older Kids, I mean, older in the sense that, like, actually take mm-hmm. something on, that that's got to happen a lot with your kids because you know them so well. And not, like, huge failures, but you know they're going to take on something where you go, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you're the one for, like, I don't think this is the right path for you, but I have to let you just go and fail.
1: God, all my memories are popping into my head. John Hines and I have been great friends forever. He worked with a guy many, many years ago. I can't say what position, but he might have been, like, kind of a general manager.
2: Kind of a general manager.
1: Every time I ran into him at the station or out in public, there was a little cocaine in his right nostril. Every time. That's so That guy must have done cocaine by the fistful.
2: Well, like, that's what blows my mind is cocaine is not a drug you do once in the morning to live your life. You got to keep up with it all day.
1: Well, obviously, that's what he did because he always had a little on his little... Boogery nose And or to
2: whatever. quote Tuts, it's like, where are we going
1: to get cocaine money? Where are we money? getting cocaine
5: <laughs> That's money? That's a lot of money. Yeah.
1: It is a lot of money. We have to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, and right back and wrap things up right after this. Many of you have taken my recommendation to give MNFatLoss.com a try. I'm hearing from so many people how this program has worked for them when nothing else would. The MNFatLoss.com program really has discovered the secret to weight loss. Just like the program says, I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days in the maintenance program, and now I went back to the weight loss program to get my ultimate goal. I'm going to get there, absolutely, 225. And honestly, it's just not hard at all, and I'm not just saying that either. I eat real meat, vegetables, fruits. I'm not hungry, feeling deprived. They really have figured out the secret to fat loss. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks— That's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom
3: Bernard is a paid endorser. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As
2: a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses.
3: Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a long-time customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When
2: his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted
3: to expand quickly.
4: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, wrapping things up with Adrian Washington in studio, who's already, he hit me when he walked in. I was deeply hurt. I saw Punched struck. me right in, the, yeah. right in the
5: calf. He struck you. White lies. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to be white lies. Oh, you know. <laughs> I'm just reading the room, Tom. <laughs> I'm reading. How have you been, pal? I've been
1: great. How about you? So far, so good. August 10th, House Comedy Mall of America.
5: Yes, I will be headlining. Uh, Looking forward to it. It it was—it's been a minute since I headlined there. I just got back from uh, just for Last Festival in Montreal. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went out there with Donnell. It was oh my gosh! It's like the Grammys of comedy. Yeah, isn't it? Oh Oh, my gosh! It's unbelievable, man.
1: So what'd you do? I want to hear all about it.
5: Well, I wasn't gonna go originally because it was like over my wife's birthday, so we were gonna go somewhere else, but. Um, I talked with Donnell's agent. He's like, I think it's a good look if you can come out here. And it was a little expensive, more expensive than what I wanted to pay. But I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Not too many people get that invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's an investment in yourself. 100%. Absolutely. And, and yep. I've
5: been doing that my whole career. I was like, why would I stop with the biggest thing in town? <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
5: You know, so That's and cool. it was uh, and I got to perform both nights. I was still going to go just to kind of meet and greet put a name with a face thing, and I end up getting on both of Donnell's shows that he headlined. Oh, so, you did? Yeah. So
1: that's good. Is that because of him? Yeah. So he got to make the choice.
5: He got to make well, the so choice, because they were trying to get me to open for him, but the festival was like, well, we book comics for this. We want to use the comics we book, But Donnell was also like, there's no way they can say, I can't give you a guest spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was like, it's like, nope, give Adrian 10 minutes. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I just learned that, like when we were walking to the venue, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's
1: do it." Do a lot of guys, men and women both, actually show up at that uh, at that sh- series of shows and and think they're going to get on and they never do get on. A lot of times, t- it's
5: definitely one of those I invitation bet. only things. Yes. you know what I mean. Like, I, I posted pictures because everybody's like, "Why is he going to Montreal? If you're not a comic, you don't know what it is." Then I posted the pictures of who I was hanging out with, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Ah." I get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was just and those guys sit around and watch other shows too. So like now these um, like Bert Kirschner, like he was he laughed so hard at one of my jokes. And what we really laughed about, we were getting ready to go in the after party, and he just seen the back of me. He goes, "What's up, earthquake?" And then I turn around. <laughs> 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 and I turned around, and he goes, "Oh man, he's a like, damn." Now I feel racist. So then Donnell looks at him, and goes, "That's not the most racist thing you've ever said." <laughs>
1: well, that's probably true. It is true. You so, talking about Bert Kreischer? Yeah, I love him, man. He's, one of my he, favorite he's such
5: people. a good dude, man. He like, is. and he was like, to hear a guy like him like come up to me and like tell me what. Of my jokes made him laugh so hard, you know what I mean? I was just yeah. like, "You didn't, really cool. yeah." I was like, "Dude, you didn't have to say none of that. You yeah. could have just said hi and kept it moving." Like, no, he was like, "Dude, he's like, you had. I got a joke about cats. He was like, I had no idea where you're going with it. And he's like, the way you turned it around. He's like, I was like, oh my gosh, He's like I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Oh, how
2: yeah. cool you know? is that? Yeah, yeah. And you're right, he really didn't have to come he didn't up have there to, and yeah, do that. You know what
5: I mean? And everybody, like Fortune, was out there. Like, I mean, gosh, <laughs> the green room alone, you're just like whoa you know what I mean yeah, like oh it's yeah. just and yeah. I was there for two and a half days so I told my wife already I was like if I get a chance next year I'm definitely going for at least a week cause yeah. that's what I did yeah. for the Netflix is a joke festival I didn't know I was gonna perform for that either and I went out there for nine days
4: was that in LA? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, here's how good of a guy Bert is. I don't know if you ever heard this story, Adrian, but there was a comic from town. Bert was down in Rochester playing the Mayo Civic Center. Okay. And she went down, there was one ticket front row. She bought it, went down, was sitting in the front row, and Bert starts chatting with the crowd. And he goes, what do you do for a living? And Erica says, well, I'm a comedian. She messaged me and told me, bro. Yeah. And, she's, <laughs> and he's like, why don't you get up on stage? And let her get up and do five yeah. minutes. Yeah, man. How cool is go. that? I, I mean, Like a guy who's selling out
5: arenas on, like, Tuesday nights. Yeah, That's You know what I'm so saying? Nice. Like, this
4: ain't no yeah.
5: dude. And, yeah, she messaged me. She's like, bro. Because I had just met her, mm-hmm. like, probably three weeks ago. And we just i stopped in at the house of comedy i was getting ready to fly to north carolina for some shows and she's like i've heard so much about you but i've never met you so then we just sat there and we just talked and i gave her advice and she just listened and like so she's been messaging me like, every week since, and then she's seen the pictures of Bert. She's like, I got to tell you this story. Oh. So,
4: And how did she do? Did she do good on yeah, that? Yeah, there's video days? of it. Yeah, yeah, I helped her, like, uh, produce the video to put up online. People were laughing at her jokes, and at oh, the end, Bert's God. like, you know, here's what you should try this, and, you know, and, like, giving her some tips. Yeah, he's a, how he's a great crazy. dude. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like, he and, like, does he's, that.
5: Yeah. He's, a, he, he's, a, he's a good guy. And, and honestly, like, that's what I told her. I said most of the guys are like that. You know what I mean? Most of them are like that. Like you just, I tell everybody, I said, work your ass off, be funny,
4: and don't be a problem. Yeah, usually drunk, shirtless white dudes are a problem. But he's (laughs) not. not.
5: I got out of there before he took his shirt off. He loves being shirtless. No doubt about that. I post a picture, everybody's like, hey, you actually got a picture with his shirt on. I was like, Yep. I seen it coming.
1: I think you've been in the Russian mafia. You can do whatever you want. Right. That's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard in my entire life.
5: Made a movie out of it.
1: He did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy
5: man. So and he's not wearing a shirt in the promo, by the way. <laughs> right. Shocking. Promo and it's his the wife's movie. a sweetheart. Like everybody that was there was just like super cool. And then you know meeting the owners of the Improv's and them just being like, hey, like good stuff and and then like donnell messaged me that night and was just like hey that was good work he was like that was a big stage to be on you know what i mean and i went from having five minutes the first night to getting 10 minutes the second night
1: you know this might not be the time to ask this but it just struck me you're talking about bert Mm -hmm. and the movie came out and it did well from what i understand Mm -hmm. and you know he's such a great guy there are guys i'm thinking about you know we lost a lot of people oh my gosh so many yeah that whole break but I have not talked to Nick DiPaolo now in about three years. Have you guys been running into him at all?
5: Haven't seen him.
4: Haven't seen him. He was just Damn in a movie much. called Fourth of July with Joe List. Oh, okay. He's another New York comedian. So he is around. Looks wildly different than what he used to. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a good way or a bad? In, in, way? In a good way because I didn't recognize him in the movie right away. But he's got he got a lot of gray hair and he rocks a yeah. lot of facial hair now. Yeah. So he just I didn't notice him. But then when they somebody pointed it out, I went back and I looked at the the promo shots and went, Oh wow, that is Nick DiPaolo. Wow. What a beast of a comedian that
1: (laughs) guy is. He's phenomenal. I always loved him. Yeah.
4: And
5: and I tell everybody, like, if you're gonna be in this business, man, like that's that you you all of that is film study. Yeah. I go to shows and I watch every show. Even with Don, I've been touring with Donnell for over a year. I never just sit in the back and not watch the show.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the one thing I, s- I notice about you, Adrian, is that even when you come to like House of Comedy on like a Friday night and yeah. you just do five, <laughs> you're just there to hang out with your wife and have a drink and you just do five, you don't do your five and then split. No. You always sit and watch and you always have like really nice things to say or like a good <laughs> critique or if somebody asks you, you're always very more than willing to sit down with them. Yeah.
5: I I I love it too much to half-ass it. And yeah. I feel like
4: yeah. if I
5: can say anything that can help you, like, and, and, and it's... My wife tells me all the time, she's like, the moment somebody says comedy, she's like, I can almost walk away because that's at least a half hour conversation.
2: (laughs) 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 Adrian, do you get a lot out of watching other people or do you just know from the other side of it how important it is for the new comedian to hear from? I just love it. You just love it? I love it.
5: it. I love it. No matter what it is, I'm just like, I want to see what makes this person different than me. I want to see how this person does this. Like, it's just like I go to festivals and everything. And again, people just kind of do their thing and they go in the green room like, i watch everybody i, I got to well, I why wouldn't you though yeah and that's mm-hmm. i'm like what did i come here for if i didn't <clears throat> yeah you know what i mean and and you see so many people just do their part and they're gone i'm like i understand if you got somewhere else to be but when i'm coming to the cities i'm like i'm here i don't live here so it's like i drove here i didn't drive here for five minutes and then be like well i'm gonna just head on home yeah, yeah. no i i'm the weird thing about it is i'm usually even if i'm on a show i'm like the last person to leave i'm walking out with the staff
4: yeah,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah, helping clean up, close yeah. the door, yeah. lock it. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I was a judge at one of those contests one night at the you know Twin Cities Funniest, and yeah. the kid who won was really funny. Yeah. And I walked up to him afterwards. I said, Hey, congratulations! Think of how funny you'd be if you actually worked at this. And he goes, I know. I don't put in enough time. And I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, Dude, I haven't seen you write a new joke in six months. You're All a right. super funny guy, but you just you just kind of. Sit back on your laurels and go. I know. I, I'll get up there and be funny. Like you don't really put any effort into this. Yeah, man.
5: I tell everybody, say if you only like it, don't even start.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
5: If you you got to be obsessed and like I I thank God my wife knows that. I have to remind myself to take her on real dates. That's not comedy shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always yeah. looking at calendars, no matter where. Like, I performed on our honeymoon. Oh, oh, did God. you really? Yeah. Like, where were, <laughs> we're, we're you? In <laughs> Hawaii. In Hawaii. Okay. She, Every, must,
2: she must have known this giddy, uh, marrying her. She, she you. did.
5: She did. Because, like,
2: at, least, at least it's financially pays back my husband's obsessed with golf and
5: does <laughs> nothing for us never not a thing that's just an excuse to drink early yeah that's true <laughs> one of my buddies just texted me on the way in here hey do you golf i was like i drink and drive carts so, <laughs> yeah you if we are the best ball i'll do it exactly because then you don't need me i'm just there to fill
1: yeah. a hole mm-hmm. well, nothing wrong with that that right. works no question about it. you know so many things that I, I hope I because i really did miss having people in in the studio we well, missed there, you too I, I did, man. I really missed it. Yeah. Because well, we started it thirty some years ago. People never used to have comedians on the radio, right?
5: I remember, like, I didn't even know who you were, but I always that's what I just always heard. They're like, "Hey, Tom Bernard's always got comedians on," and I remember I listened sometimes. Always, yeah. yeah, for years. I've heard this twenty years ago. Wow. Before now, I even started doing comedy.
1: Now I can enjoy it even more. I'm driving in my car, and there's Bobby Slayton talking about tennis shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the last time I saw Bobby perform. It was uh, God, I can't remember where it was. It was in town here, but it took about I would guess six, seven minutes for the first woman to walk on him.
4: Wow, <laughs> sure.
1: women used to love walking on Bobby's <laughs> leg.
4: Took that long, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, not usually.
1: But Bobby, I loved Bobby. He's uh,
5: yeah. It's, it's it. I tell everybody, I said, man, if you can stick with it, it's one of the most rewarding things in life for me you know what I mean like I honestly know what my purpose in life is so that separates me from a lot of people and mm-hmm. that's why I just I do it the way I do it can we do three more minutes with Adrian? yeah we got time absolutely I just want to make sure, sure we, you know,
1: yeah. we ran over a little bit but you know that's fine yeah
5: I was trying my best but my daughter I was dropping my daughter off at the airport she's getting ready to go fly out hang with the in-laws for a week and a half and she's just like dad I need you to like walk me to the gate so I couldn't do like the curbs yeah, I like, oh, yeah. I how you know, old is right? she
2: 17 oh that's like yeah. almost and, adult but right. scary to like she's, send she's them so on their grown, own. But
5: still such a kid. You totally, I mean? so, kind of yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
5: And and you know I live in Saint Cloud, so when you tell somebody you'll be somewhere in ten minutes, it might take twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you can't get nowhere in ten minutes. I <laughs> no, <that's laughs> I was in flying down 494, <laughs> and I was it. like, if I get pulled over, I already got a story. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Tom Bernard, so take it up with him. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I've tried pulling they, that; oh, they don't care. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: yes, they do. <laughs>
5: Believe me.
2: I mean, like, I've tried to get out of a ticket because I say I'm going something for you, and they're like, ma'am, here's your ticket. Tell Tom hi. No, I use oh,
5: that. okay. Yeah, I use Donnell like that all the time. They'll be like, hey, you got to keep moving at this airport. I'm like, I'm picking up a celebrity, and it might be a breach of security if I keep moving. Breach of security. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I got to trick them. Big words.
1: That works for me. How's comedy doing now after, after like we said, the two, three-year period where I nobody's think I think it's back that.
5: better than ever. Good. To be honest, I think it's back better than ever. Because we need it. We do, and that's the one thing you hear people say all the time. I, I'm also ordained, so I did a wedding Saturday afternoon up in Eagle Bend before I came down and did uh, a spot with Ryan Davis uh, in uh, Richfield. But everybody who asked me to marry them were just like, we just want to have a good time. Yeah, and like, then everybody in the wedding was just like, that was the best wedding I've ever been to. It's like It was just fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So That's I think awesome. people, yeah, I think people realize more than ever. Like we just, like the word, it's, it's it's tight, man. You know what I mean? You can't say nothing without somebody bitching about it. No, so you I know. might you might as well be who you are and do what you're gonna do and
1: just keep it right. When I asked a question that it came up, Margaret Cho was on earlier, and I, I talked about the fact when I was you know a 15, 16 year old boy, mm-hmm. having a tough, tough time with it. I got through because of two people, Richard Pryor and Marvin Gay. <laughs> I Two do not people, think yeah. that Richard Pryor would make it today.
5: They'd burn <laughs> him to the ground. Bernie Mac wouldn't even make it a day. No, no, on, no you know, know you're, you're right. Exactly. Richard wouldn't stand it. Why do you think why do you think Eddie won't do another special? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> You know true. what I mean? Netflix yeah. is going to give him 70 million. Eddie was like, "You know what? I don't need it that bad." I just why? Cuz you can't the Eddie would be canceled in the first 3 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why? But it's humor. One thing I've learned is when you are who you say you are and you stand on it, Chappelle's a prime example. Yeah. Right. You can say what the hell you want to say. Dude's not going to change it. He don't give a damn about what you think. And what's great about that is you go places and you see this dude sell out everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yep. it's, like, it's like, it's a few crickets that make the noise, but it's like overall, everybody's like, no, it's comedy. Like, and now you can literally Google who you're going to see. So you have no reason to be like, Oh my gosh, I don't like this.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're getting some, into. Yeah.
5: Some people come to just get pissed off. Yeah, they do. There's some people that get dressed up, pay money and sit in the front row just like this. So you can ask yourself, cause usually those people, I used to say something to, I'm like, but you know what? There's 300 other people around this yeah. person having a blast. Not, don't even give that person that kind of energy. I don't,
2: yeah, why would they spend money? You can just get pissed off at home. Yeah. I have the ability weird, to get man. really angry at home <laughs> without anybody. If I'm
5: angry, I'm staying home. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, so it, it's weird, but it's great to see it come back. And great to see comics take the power back and just really not give a damn they cannot give a damn you can't, because, man, because if, if, if you allow it to happen comedy will not exist in two years because it's going to get worse and worse yeah. and worse
1: yeah so you can't give them the open door so no i just way.
5: do it like i tell people i said i'm not i've learned i'm not everybody's personal comic i can't make everybody happy if there's 200 no. people in a room and i got 150 laughing guess what that's a great night that works great yeah. percentage yeah 50 and if you walked out,
1: I don't give a damn. <laughs> Adrian Washington, August 10th, just a couple of days from now, House Comedy, Mall of America. It's always great to see you in studio.
5: Thank you so very much. I was like, I definitely got to make it. Even if I only had three minutes, I was like, I get to see your faces. Oh, we still I get gave to high-five a
1: you yeah. still got the 12, so that's good. I appreciate it. Anytime.
5: I take back anytime. the white lies.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> you white lies. I was going to write that's about right. that in my diary, but now I won't. Okay, good, Adrian. All right.
5: <laughs> just lies. <laughs> right, just
1: lies.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Um, right. For more information on me, go to funnymanadrian.com. That's funnymanadrian.com, all one word. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir.